The government recently revealed plans to utilize what's known as virtual convergence technology, termed XR or extended reality, as a new driving force for economic growth over the next five years. So this includes VR, which is virtual reality, and then AR, augmented reality technologies, and all combined expected to generate an economic ripple effect of up to 30 trillion won. This is also in line with President Moon Jae-in's digital digital new deal, which seeks to connect the virtual and the real world and achieve a digital transformation. To give us some analysis, we're pleased to be joined by Professor Kim Jong-hyun from Korea University's College of Informatics. We're going to be discussing how far Korea has come in terms of VR, AR technology, and what we can expect in the days to come in regards to the implementation of these new technologies in various other fields. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you, Professor. Thank you so much for joining us. So when um, AR, VR technology initially rolled out to the public, some were complaining, for example, the uh, AR glasses were uh, a little bit uncomfortable because it made people feel dizzy or uh, all of this uh, sort of other inconvenient factors. Before we continue on with the discussion, could you first tell us a little bit of in your view, how far South Korea's AR, VR technology has come and what measures have been taken to address some of those complaints? Well, uh, to be precise, uh, it will be the uh, VR headset mm-hmm. rather than the AR glasses, which mm-hmm. are associated with the sickness. Right. Sickness is really caused by the conflict between our visual and vestibular feedback. You know, for example, on a VR roller coaster, your body's not moving, but you receive visual feedback as if you're moving. But in AR, your movement usually matches what you see, uh, so there's not much uh, sickness. So in general, I think Korea is one of the most active and leading uh, VR industry in the world. Uh, it rides, of course, on the already uh, strong IT industry, you know, particularly like computer games, uh, you know, display and sensor technologies. Uh, but unfortunately, there isn't a magic solution to eliminate this uh, sickness problem. So measures you know, such as you know, careful content or interaction design are used uh, to minimize uh, the sickness problems. Right. So a lot of people who love playing those games with Oculus, right, and and using the VR, it, it's basically the same as if you go to an amusement park and you ride a roller coaster. Some people just love the thrill and they don't feel any bad effects, but some people are going to feel really sick and, and, and want to throw up, throw up. And so that's really sort of the reality of the situation as it pertains to uh, VR and the headsets. Uh, Professor, there was recent news that uh, VR and AR technology would transform the way students learn, maybe even go as far as to change how uh, other uh, industries, like how the auto and shipbuilding sector operates. So maybe we can first talk about the uh, impacts on the educational sector, more specifically in the uh, medical educational field. Uh, There have been uh, reports that medical students will actually be able to simulate surgeries as if it were actually done on a real patient with the help of various AR, VR technologies. Could you talk more about that, and and what are your thoughts on this uh, advancement? Right. So despite the early expectations, you know, except for some special fields such as the medical area you mentioned, uh, general education has not really reaped the benefits of VR. Uh, there are a few reasons. For example, in Korea, education is still mostly like one way, mm. for which VR-based uh, classroom may not be, you know, so necessary. You know, like Zoom-like solutions might suffice. Uh, the cost and usability and lack of good content are also uh, problems for, uh, you know, general students. 
But uh, uh, in special fields, you know, such as in medicine, uh, I think VR still offers uh, maybe second to best or maybe even the best training solution. You know, students can already practice, you know, operations and procedures as many times as they want on a, for example, a virtual cadaver in a very realistic way using actual medical tools. Uh, I have heard training for endoscopy can be reduced to, let's say, six months as compared to what used to be a two-year uh, practice period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the system's you know, fidelity is only continuing to get better. But, uh, and, and surely similar applications are possible in other domains, you know, like in manufacturing and so on. Uh, and even for general education sector, I think the prospect is still good because, uh, you know, uh, uh, because of the unfortunate COVID-19 situation, uh, ironically, um, uh, it is uh, also true that you know in the future we're going to we're going to we're going to need more experience-based and more intimate education methods, you know, like VR and AR offers. Uh, so uh, maybe. Uh, even with a cost and usability problem, uh, it could be somewhat tolerated under the circumstances, I think. Right. It's a situation of sort of, unfortunately, one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity, and that is the case (laughs) with with COVID-19. It is certainly a very uh, tragic and and, uh, negative situation all around, but uh, with the uh, forced stay-at-home situations for a lot of students, it has maybe given an impetus to uh, further develop uh, these technologies and maybe even kind of push a wider kind of acceptance of what virtual learning could and should be uh, as an alternative, a viable alternative to uh, learning in classrooms in person with each other. If we can move on to the other fields that we're mentioning, um, the automobile and shipbuilding sectors, Uh, engineers, they're apparently able to step into a virtual space and um, maybe even talk about what needs to be fixed, diagnosed problems without actually being on site. So you don't have to be where the ship uh, uh, shipbuilding yard is, or you don't have to be where the automobile factory is. How much do you think this will aid in terms of the maintenance of these kind of vehicles like automobiles and ships? Uh, you're right on the money. I think uh, uh, we are moving to that very future right now. These days, automated and robotic factories are running with minimal personnel. Uh, however, they you know still break down and they need to be maintained and managed. So the experts and top-level managers, you know, who cannot be on the site all the time, can use VR or AR technology to remotely and virtually visit the site and run the factory or fix any problems. Uh, and I think this is sometimes called the digital twin technology, uh, and uh, uh, it's the look of the future of the manufacturing, I think. Uh, and I think this technology is going to spread into the consumer world as well. Mm. Now, the government also expressed plans to generate up to 520 trillion won by partnering um, XR or extended reality with manufacturing, educational, medical and distribution fields. As an expert in the field, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you think uh, VR and AR could be utilized in the uh, distribution and manufacturing sectors? Well, I think due to the COVID-19, as you know, many of the offline industry and business are suffering and maybe even on the brink of, you know, complete collapse. Uh, and social people are also stressed, you know, not being able to interact with one another in person and travel around. So I think VR and AR will be able to partly solve these problems, creating another form of economy, for example, in the virtual space. Uh, for the people, it will allow more human and intimate interaction among people, uh, even online. So I believe the government is focusing its AR, VR investments toward this direction. Finally, in your opinion, what more do you think then needs to be done in the future to improve the use of AR, VR 
technology. Also, because of the fact that uh, if you improve that, uh, you can have this be more easily assimilated uh, with our daily lives. Basically, in your view uh, and in your future outlook, what, do you, what are your hopes for this field? Well, like it or not, I think VR and AR is probably one of the very few solutions for overcoming and filling the void of this morbid, uh, untacked lifestyle caused by the virus. Mm. Uh, COVID-19 will almost, I think, force us to adopt this technology, even though it is still not quite usable and somewhat expensive to use. Uh, this is really a chicken and egg problem. Mm. Uh, that is, uh, as we are for- for- uh, forced to adopt this technology slowly but surely, we will also enter perhaps into a healthy cycle in which these problems will be solved one by one and more people will be able to use it. So I think indeed one day I think AR, VR will be actually weaved into our daily lives, just like you know, us using the smartphone. Uh, ironically, the COVID-19 situation is going to maybe accelerate this trend. Right. So when we started off with this being in the public consciousness of Koreans, minds with Isedol, right, fighting against uh, AlphaGo and and the kind of the wonders of uh, that kind of technology with artificial intelligence and really kind of getting the ball rolling and having people be more aware of what exactly VR and AR is and all of the exciting new applications. Despite the skepticism of all of that, uh, it does look like uh, with COVID-19 and being forced to really look for alternative measures of communication and um, productivity, uh, that uh, looks like a, a lot of this is being accelerated. Professor Kim Jong-yeon from Korea University's College of Informatics, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights. Thank you. That was Professor Kim Jong-hyun. We're moving on to the second hour of the program. We've got a lot in store for you, including TM Views. We'll take a look at the upcoming disciplinary hearing for Yoon Seok-yeol there. All of that up after another check of traffic and weather.